This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone to tonight's Russia. to Blazer Steinmetz of Weiss Paint for sponsoring tonight's year and support throughout the year. to Shame for sponsoring tonight's year. after the shear, there will be swarm from the Rov, from tonight's speaker, of a Daniel Gladstein Schlitt, the Rov Kilas, Tvaras Mordechai Sederist. Some of the special swarm are available for sale after the shear. The Yiddish ones are 20, the English are 25. Of the covered have with us once again, Rav Gladstein, to speak on behind the scenes of Parshish Bullock. It's my cover, the corner of Rav Gladstein for tonight's Russia. everyone. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Again, I have uh, more than a chazaka here at Irgun Shirei Torah. I think this is already maybe the fifth or sixth or even more that I've had the schuss to speak in the summer for Irgun Shirei Torah, or Mavarich, Rabbi Bold, and the whole hanhala of uh, Irgun. They should continue. Gesundte Haith, to continue to be Marbitz Torah, Barabim, Lahagdol Torah, Lahadira. In terms of focusing on different aspects of Torah, we know there are many subjects that are on people's minds. Many people like to hear shiurim about topics that are relevant to day-to-day life, about inyana diyoma, about inyanim ala perak, and uh, those are very important. The Chavis Havavos almost mockingly refers to those who spend the majority of their time delving into theoretical halacha or machshava that doesn't really come up on a practical level. Chavis Havavos talks about somebody who's clearing a chakira, what if you throw a get and she's a hundred amos away and you throw the get and it lands exactly fifty amos? Do we say megureshes, ain't a megureshes? And the Chavos Havavos says, but when it comes to when it comes to the subject of Avas Hashem, Yiras Hashem, Dveikos, who spends any time on, on that? And when it's all said and done after 120, the Rosh is not going to ask you a Shaila in Hilchas Gitin whether what happens if the get landed Karav Loy or Karav La. The, the Rebbein Shalom is going to ask, did you have Yerah Shamayim? Did you have Deveikos? Did you have Kedusha? And the Chavos HaVavos therefore says it's basically the manner of learning that most people are engaged in is incorrect. To devote one's time to Erechin. I mean, when was the last time you said Erech Ploini Alai? Do you do that on a regular basis? When was the last time you made a Timura when you went out to your backyard 
and you're makdish a cow. And then you exchange the... I mean, who does that? And most people spend the majority of their life learning dvarim shaloi haya v'loi yia me'oilam. Many people just spent almost a year on Masechta Yavamas. How many Yavamim do you personally know on a personal basis? How many Chalitzos have you been at? And this is the question of the Chavis Havavis. Why are people dedicating so much time to this type of analysis and this type of study? However, the Chassam Soifer writes in Parshas Bechukhoisai, although there was nobody who was a greater advocate of learning Chavis Havavis than the Chassam Soifer, and the Chassam Sefer began every single shir that he gave by learning 15 minutes of Chavis Havavais. In fact, Chassam Sefer said that any shir he did not begin with Chavis Havavais, he felt a cooling off in Avodah Hashem. Says the Chassam Sefer, B'mechilas kvoid hachoivas halvavais, loy zu derech selula shal Avodah Hashem. That's not the way to go. The way to have his lahavos, the way to have devekos, is to learn in Yanim, in Torah, that may never be relevant, that may never happen, that are not practical. This is the Messiah of Klal Yisrael. And by learning these types of subjects, not only will one gain Yediya of Halacha, but one will be Mizdabek to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even greater than if somebody spent their whole day learning about Avas Hashem and Yeras Hashem. So I know in the Irgun Shiratar there are many very important subjects that are discussed. Tonight, we're going to give a shir, shir Taira, on Parsha's Balak. I want to take you behind the scenes on the Parsha, perhaps in a manner that we've never explored. And let's begin by making the following observation. Parsha's Balak enjoys a feature that cannot no other Parsha in the Torah enjoys, namely... You can read the parsha. There's no stop sign in Parsha's Balak until the end. There's no pay. There's no samach. There's no pause from the beginning of the parsha until kemat the end of the parsha. There is no pay and there's no samach. Haloidavarhu. Why is there no pay or samach in Parsha's Balak? And this is an observation that the Chafetz Chaim made, and the Chafetz Chaim would say that the fact that there's no pay or samach in Parshas Balak is very telling. And that is because Balak experienced one of the most supernatural occurrences in the history of the world. He's riding in his car. Nowadays, if your car talks to you, you know, you talk back. It's an everyday occurrence. If your car doesn't, doesn't talk to you, you bring it to the mechanic to get it fixed. But back in the day, your donkey typically would not talk to you. And Bilaam is riding his donkey, and the donkey opens up its mouth, and Bilaam not only is not in his spoil, he's not moved, he's not taken, he's not shaken, but he talks back to his donkey like he'd be talking to his chavrusa. Says the Chafetz Chaim, how could it be the Rebbe Hashem created this pair? Misheshes, he may bring one of the most astounding phenomenon in the history of the world, and Bilaam doesn't say, huh? Say what? what? Was that you? Bilam talks right back to the donkey. Why was Bilam not in his spoil? And that is because, says the Chafetz Chaim, Bilam was so immersed in his taivos. He was so immersed in the busyness of life, in the, the 
hecticity of life that Bilam never stopped and paused to think for a moment, to be nispoiled, to take in this astounding occurrence. And therefore there's no pay or samach in Parshas Balak because a pay or samach is something that Bilam never did. That is the Chafetz Chaim's take on why there's no pay or samach in Parshas Balak. Ve'ein beis ha-medrash b'lichidosh. We would like to explore a brand new approach why there's no pay or samach in Parshas Balak. This evening I want to examine one line of Gemara in Masechta Baba Basra. Really a very perplexing statement in Shas. The Gemara is discussing the authorship of Tanakh, who wrote the various Svarim of Nevi'im and Ksuvim. And the Gemara says on the Afyadalar on the base of number two on your sheets, Umi Kasvan, who wrote Torah Nevi'im and Ksuvim? Moshe Kasav Sifrei. Moshe wrote his book. Presumably that means the Torah. Uparshas Bilam and Parshas Bilam. The Eiv, he also wrote Sefer Eiv. Now, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote Sefer Eiv is uh, very important to understand. In uh, the, one of the chapters of Tehillim that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, Mizmar Shir Liyayim Hashabbos, by the way, Mizmar Shir Liyayim Hashabbos, Rosh Tevois Lemoisha. In this chapter, it talks about the age-old question that the Rishoyim are successful, but that's Lihisham Damadeyad, Tzadik Veraloi, Rosh Clearly, this was a subject on the mind of Lemoisha. So this is consistent with the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote Sefer Eoiv. Because this was a topic that Moshe Rabbeinu dealt with, especially because in Mitzrayim, the situation in Mitzrayim was the quintessential example of Tzadik Veraloi. So Moshe Rabbeinu wrote Sefer Eoiv. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote Sifrei. That means he wrote the Torah. But what does it mean, Uparshas Bilam? Moshe Rabbeinu wrote Parshas Bilam? Vasepis, we pick on Parshas Bilam. Moshe wrote Parshas Bilam. What about Parshas Re'eh? What about Parshas Vayera? What about Parshas Vaschadan? Why don't we say, go through all the Parshas? Moshe wrote Bereshis, Noyach, Lech Lecha, Chay. No. Moshe wrote Bilam. Why are we picking on Parshas Bilam? This is the question of all the Rishonim and all the Achreinim. What does it mean Moshe wrote Parshas Bilam? Says Rashi. By the way, I'm going to make a, a small commercial when recording Rashi. If anybody, raise your hand if you've ever been to Rashi's Kever. I knew it. Now's the perfect opportunity. You could come in two weeks. We're going to France. We're going to Rashi's city, Trois, Troyes. On the yard side of Rashi, Chof Testamos, for the very first time, you could come with us to Rashi's Kever. And while we're there, we're going to go to Rabbi Tam. Did you ever visit Rabbi Tam? Not yet? Now's your chance, Rabbi Tam. The Rihazokin, the Rashbam, the Shagis Aryeh, the Shvos Yaakov, the Kikoyin Diyoyna, the Ravid. You know, Shakespeare said, wherever there's a Rambam, the Ravid is not far behind. So, anyway, Rashi says, Parshas Bilam, what's Parshas Bilam? Nevu Asai Umeshalav, the prophecy of Bilam the parables of Bilam, even though they're not needed by Torah, but the reason why the Gemara focuses on 
Parshas Bilam is because it's sort of in a category on its own. Parshas Bilam is different than the rest of the Torah. It's parable, it's narrative, it's not connected to Torah's Moshe. But still, it's part of the Torah. If somebody were to be koifer in one, let's say somebody would say, I believe in the whole Torah except for the word kisamim. I don't believe in kisamim. Kisamim is, is witchcraft, it's kishof. I don't believe in the word kisamim. So he's an apikaras, he's a koifer. So why are we singling out Parshas Bilam? So at the end of the Sefer, Shal Shachivas Maharil Diskin, Rabbi Shulayv Diskin was one of the all-time great Ga'inim. He was known, he could look at a tree, and he could tell you how many leaves are on the tree. Remember in the carnival, they have the big uh, jug of jelly beans? And you have to guess how many. So if you would go, you would want to bring Rabbi Yeshua Leib Diskin with you. He would be the one who could nail the number of... That was the specialty of Rabbi Yeshua Leib Diskin. But um, of course, he was one of the great all-time Goinim. And at the end of Chelek Beis of Shalos Yitzhuvah, Maharil Diskin, he says, you know, you can't leave the paper blank. So he gives an in-depth analysis of this week's parasha. So important that Rabbi Shach in the Avi Ezri... He says, since this, these are Yisoide Atoira, Rabbi Shach quotes this whole tshuva word for word in Hilchais Yisoide Atoira. And Rabbi Shul Leib Diskin wants to know why exactly does the Gemara single out Parshas Bilam? Why that more than any other Parsha? So comes the Ritva and the Tziyuni Al Hatoira likewise says like the Ritva. You want to know who's the Tziyuni Al Hatoira? Tziyuni Al Hatoira is a very controversial sefer. Rav Moshe has a tshuva on the Sefer Tziyuni Alatayra. And Rav Moshe is not uh, a great advocate of the Sefer Tziyuni Alatayra. There are a few things in there that are somewhat controversial. Um, Tziyuni Alatayra. One of them is about the subject of Mishkav Zachar, and it's beyond the scope of Irgun Shiure Hatayra this evening. But Ramosha says that the Sefer should be Nignaz. Nevertheless, it's a Sefer that is one of the Kadmoinim of the Mikubalim, and it's a Sefer that the Chida redacts as one of the classic Sefer Yisrael. But the Tziyuni al and the Ritva say, you know what it means, Parshas Bilam? The Gemara tells us that Avraham Avinu had a Masechta Avodah that was 400 prakim long. You know they had a perek, like on that big doll, how many arms he has, how fat the stomach is, you know, all these different, very important in of the, the Avodah of Avraham is 400 prakim long. So says the Tziyuni, says the Ritva, from here we see there are many great books of antiquity that we no, no, no longer have. One of them is Avraham Avinu's Masechta Avodah Another one is Parshas Bilam. Parshas Bilam is a long, in-depth discussion of the witchcraft of Bilam. Bilam cut off a lizard's tail. What kind of lizard? How long was the tail? Three amos, two amos, three amos and one tefach. And then he flew on a broom. What kind of broom? Uh, was it linoleum broom, a plastic broom? How many, what was the horsepower on the broom? All kinds of discussions on the various kishuf of Bilam Harasha. This was a major book. That's what it means, Parshas Bilam. It's not Parshas Balak in this week's Parsha. It's Parshas Bilam. Now, by the way, a very interesting thing is the name of this week's Parsha. Balak. 
I mean, since when do we name Parshas after Rishaim? Do we? You know, it's the whole topic of the names of the Parshas is a fascinating topic. There's no Parsha Parshas Avraham. There's no Parsha Parshas Yitzchak. There's no Yaakov. There's no Parshas Moshe. But all these like interesting Parshas Yisroi. So why did Kairach get in? So Reb Chaim Falaji said, no, nah, don't call it Kairach. It's not called Parshas Kairach. You know how to call it that. And other Kadmonim say, don't call it Parshas Kairach. And Balak, well, how did he get in there? Now the truth is, Balak's your grandfather. So don't be so quick to throw him under the rug. I mean, he's the great-grandfather of uh, Rus. Rus comes from Balak. So you're related to him. So, you know, you got to give some credit to... So Reb Chaim Knievsky says the parshiyos were made up by the printers. What? By luck? He got in. He squeezed in. But he got, he got in because he's your grandfather. And Reb Chaim Knievsky says, so this is a, a printer. The printers just came up with a convenient name. But on the other hand, Dvarm Gedoylam Einem Bemikra, if these are names of parshiyos, they must have a hashkacha to them. So it's said over in the name of the Maral, even though the Maral doesn't say this, that if you take the parashiyos, chukas, koirach, chukas, balak. What do they all have in common? They have a kuf. The only thing is, koirach, the kuf's in the beginning. Chukas, the kuf's in the middle. Balak, the kuf's in the end. Kuf stands for kedusha. So koirach was a big tzaddik until he started up with Moshe Rabbeinu and then he got swallowed by the ground. So koirach, the kuf's in the beginning. Chukas, you have a guy, he's tameh. So he starts off without Kedusha. Comes along the Paraduma that has Kedusha. But then, the guy who sprinkles him, he loses his Kedusha. So there are the Kufs in the middle. It ain't, it's not in the beginning, it's not in the end. And Balak, Balak's a Russia. He's busy with the witchcraft. But at the end of the day, he brings Karbanois, and David Amelch comes out of him. So by him, the Kuf is in the end. So you see that even the, the letterings of the Parsha, Parshas have significance. That is the Pshat of the Tziyuni, and the Ritva. Amazingly, comes Rabbi Yeshua Mikutna. And Rabbi Yeshua Mikutna, the great Yeshua Ismalkai, my grandfather's grandfather, Harav Pesach Moshe Goldman, was the Talmud of the Yeshua Ismalkai and helped publish the Sefer. Yeshua Ismalkai was one of the great Goinim in Poland. He says, according to the Tsiuni, we can understand the line in the Rambam. The Rambam says, that anyone who's a koifer in the Torah, or anyone who's makchish, the nevuah of Moshe, is a heretic. So ask Rabbi Shuas Malka, what's the difference between someone who is koifer in the Torah, or someone who's makchish, the nevuah of Moshe? It's the same thing. No, it's two different things. You have the Torah, but you have prophecy of Moshe that's not in the Torah. What prophecy of Moshe is not in the Torah? Parshas Bilam. Parshas Bilam is a book written by Moshe, the Nevoah, that never made it into the Torah. However, the Maril Diskin says he never heard of this book. It's not in, um, it's not in any of the bookstores. It's not in Begalizen. It's not in Svarim World. Mizrahi doesn't carry it. It's not in Oitzar Chachma. Where exactly is this book? This large book about Bilam's witchcraft. And therefore, Rabbi Shuleib Diskin says, this is not the Pshat in Parshas Bilam. And therefore, Rabbi Shua Leib Diskin advances the following incredible approach 
to understand these two words of Gemara, Parshas Bilam. Says Rabbi Shulayb Diskin. We know there's a concept, Ein Shnei Neviim Misnaviim Besignoi Nechad. Two prophets will not prophesy in the same manner. So what does that mean? Does that mean that they're changing the prophecy from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Does that mean they're not saying exactly what the Rebbe Shem is communicating with them? What does that mean? Ein Shnei Neviim Misnaviim Besignoi Nechad. Says Rabbi Shuleib Diskin, we have to understand how prophecy works. Hashem doesn't come to a Navi and say, Rabbi this is the Rebbeinu Shalom. I am telling you now, go to Boston at 9 p.m. Go to Boston at 9. And the guy sees in his mind, like a typewriter, G-O, T-O, B-O. God doesn't say words to a Navi. There's no communication of words. There's no printed bulletin to a Navi. A Navi sees an image. A Navi sees a picture. For example, Yaakov Avinu goes to the Harabayas. He goes to sleep. What does Yaakov Avinu see in his dream? He sees, Vihine Sulam Mutsav Arza, Magia Hashamayma. He sees a ladder. Now, what are you going to do with a ladder? Shouldn't, maybe I need to fix my roof. Maybe I need to, uh, an aliyah. Maybe I need to catch a bird on Dushiloh uh, HaKain. That's all Yaakov Inu saw. He saw a ladder. Says Rabbi Shuleib Diskin, based on the Rambam, that aside from seeing the image, the Navi then has a certain intuition, a certain instinct to be able to interpret that vision and recognize and realize what the Rebbeinu Shalom wants from him. Now, Says Rabbi Shulayim Diskin, what is this idea that Chazal say that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave Bilam to the Umay Sa'olam because otherwise they're going to have a Taina. The Umay Sa'olam are going to say, "Well, you gave Moshe Rabbeinu to Klal Yisrael, so we need a we need a competitor. We need somebody on par with Moshe Rabbeinu." Was Bilam really equal to Moshe Rabbeinu in Nevuah? Well, what do Chazal mean? Was Bilam on par with Moshe Rabbeinu? I mean, we know like come Navi be Yisrael Kamosh, nobody could in any way, parallel the Nevu of Moshe Rabbeinu. So in what way was Bilam similar to the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu? Says Rabbi Shuleib Diskin. The Rebbe comes to the Navi. And he gives the Navi a picture. But the, it's now up to the Navi to interpret the meaning of that picture. Now how does the Navi interpret the meaning of the picture? The, the Navi will then gaze upon the Navi's nefesh. The Navi will meditate and be mizdabek ta'kadosh baruch Hu, and look at a screen. What is the screen? The screen is the nefesh of the Navi. You know, it's very interesting, we have a, an expression in Shas, that all the Naviim were misnave ba'as baklarya she'ena me'ira, and Moshe Rabbeinu was misnave ba'as baklarya ha'me'ira. So Moshe Rabbeinu looked at a clear prism, and the other prophets looked at an unclear prism. What exactly is this clear prism on, by the way, it's very interesting. The Vilna Gaon writes on the first pasuk in Yeshaya that the Neviim Harishonim were Meira Shebeina Meira of the category of not clear. Yeshaya Yirmiyah Yecheskel had a clarity of the unclear screen, and the Neviim Achroinim were Eina Meira Shebeina Meira. 
So what does that mean? Does that mean Moshe Rabbeinu saw accurately and the Nevi'im HaAchroinim didn't see accurately? They weren't inter- interpreting correctly? Were they putting some of their personal bias into the Nevi'ah? Chas v'shalem. Says Reb Shua Diskin, what this means is the Navi saw an image. He then would gaze at his own nefesh. Now the nefesh had some personality to it. After all, everybody has their own independent entity. And that personality and entity didn't change, didn't distort, but we'll call it colored the vision of the Navi. That is why when Yeshua HaMelech was told not to go to war against Parai Nechai, so instead of going to Yirmiyah, he decided to go to Chulda Hanaviyah. I mean, if you're getting the Word of God, you're getting the Word of God. What difference does it make what prophet you go to? The answer is, the way the prophecy comes out will be colored by the personality of the Navi. And therefore, there was this guy, a despicable grimy, slimy, creepy creep. His name was Bilam. And if God would show him a picture of the Koyen Gadol wearing the eight begadim with the tzitz that said Koydash Hashem on it, raising his hands, Levarech Ha'am, Bilam would look at his grimy, slimy nefesh and he would distort the image and he would interpret that to mean that he's supposed to curse the Jewish people because his prism was discolored and tainted and slimy. So how is Hashem going to give prophecy to Bilam? Any image that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Bilam, Bilam will distort. The answer is, there was a man by the name of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu didn't see pictures. Moshe Rabbeinu got exact verbiage and instruction, what he should do. By Yedaber Hashem El Moshe Leimor. Says Ramban. You know how many times that Pasuk appears in Chumash? More than 70 times. It's the most oft-repeated Pasuk in Chumash. Why does it constantly say, By Yedaber Hashem El Moshe Leimor? It should just say, By Yedaber Hashem El Moshe Leimor, A, B, C, D, Y, again and again and again. By Vayidaber Hashem HaMoshalim must be the most important Pasuk in the Chumash. It's the most oft-repeated Pasuk in the Chumash. Says Ramban, yes, Vayidaber Hashem HaMoshalim means this is exactly what the Rebbein Shalom said to Moshe Mila Bamila. It's expressing the idea of Aspaklaria HaMeira. There was no room for Moshe Rabbeinu to interpret, to color, to give his understanding of what the Yerushalayim was saying, this is exactly, Lamar Dvarim Berurim. That is why it never says, Vayidaber Hashem al-Yecheskel Lamar. Vayidaber Hashem al-Yecheskel Lamar. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, Vayidaber Hashem al-Yermiyal Lamar. doesn't say, there's one person that does. Yehoshua. Because Yehoshua was bin Nun. He says, and the Shar Nun that Moshe Rabbeinu had. So he also had a degree of Aspaklaria Hamira. But otherwise, it doesn't say Vaidabra Hashem El Moshe Lemar to any other individual. Now, so if the Rebun Hashem is going to come along and tell Bilam, Bilam, okay, here's the picture. 
that the high priest is standing there with his arms waved to be Mavarech, Bilam would distort and completely change around the meaning of that image. And therefore the Rebbe Shalom did Klal Yisrael a great favor and he elevated Bilam to the level of Moshe Rabbeinu that every word he said to Bilam was not a picture, was not an image, but rather was Aspaklaria Hameira. Ma Toivu Oihalecha Yaakov. Those words. Mila Bemila. Vayedaber Hashem El Bilam Lemar. Why? Because he couldn't trust him. We had no confidence that by giving Bilam the Nevuah like Yerman Yechaskel, he'd be able to interpret it the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu intended. So Hashem had to give Bilam the precise verbiage and message and not leave it up to his despicable soul to interpret it the way he wanted. Says Rabbi Shuleib Diskin, then it comes out that, you know, the story of the Akedah. Avinu on the third day, he sees Har Hamoria, and he takes Yitzchak, and he's about to shecht Yitzchak, and the Malach calls out, oh, don't do it! Is that Torah? Is the Akedah Torah? So yeah, it's in Parshas Vayera. But who saw it? Avram saw it. Is the Nevu of Avraham Torah? The Nevu of Yeshaya is not Torah. The Nevu of Yecheskel is not Torah. So then the Nevu of Avraham shouldn't be Torah either. The answer is, it wasn't Torah until the year 2448, where on Har Sinai, Hashem, Avraham Avinu saw the mountain on the third day, and he was about to shecht Yitzchak, and the Malach said, what made it Torah is not that Avraham saw it, is that Moshe saw it. And Hashem told Moshe to tell B'nai Yisrael that this is a story. Moshe creates Torah. Nobody else could make Torah. It's Torah Tzivalanu Moshe. There's only one parsha in the Torah that we don't need Moshe Rabbeinu to make it Torah. Incredibly, If Yeshaya would see a prophecy, it wouldn't be Torah. If Yeshaya would tell us something happened, it wouldn't be Torah. Because he's not seeing it. There's one parsha in the Torah that we did not need Moshe Rabbeinu for it to be Torah. It was actually Torah without Moshe. Torah without Moshe? Yeah. Because in order for something to be Torah, it has to be Aspaklar, Yahameira. There's only one little segment of Torah that's Aspaklar, Yahameira without the vision of Moshe. You know what that is? Parshas Bilam! How could it be Torah without Moshe? But I thought it has to be Aspaklar, Yahameira to be Torah. It was Aspaklar, Yahameira. But it wasn't Aspaklar, Yahameira of Moshe. It was Aspaklar, Yahameira of Bilam. So then what did we need Moshe for? Ah, oh, says the Gemara in Baba Basra, Moshe Kosav Sifroi, Moshe wrote his book, Uparshas Bilam. For Parshas Bilam, we didn't need Moshe's Nevuah. We only needed him to write it, but we didn't need him to see it. Everything else in the Torah we know because Moshe saw it, Mila Bamila, through Hashem's communication to Moshe. 
Parshas Bilam is the only chilek of Torah. The Reb Chaim Salavechik says, Parshas Bilam is the only part of Torah that's Torah without Moshe. How do I know this? It's a Gemara Baba Basra. We're, the Gemara says on Yadal and Amad Beis, Moshe, Kasav, Sifroi, Uparshas Bilam. So wait a second. So that, that means if it's not, if it's Torah even without Moshe, then it's going to enjoy a phenomenon that no other parish in the whole Torah enjoys. Every other parish in the Torah has a pay or a samach. What's the function of a pay or a samach? Kedelitein revach lemoishe lehisboinein bein parsha leparsha. But if parsha's bilam is already Torah without Moshe, so then you don't need a pay or a samach because Moshe doesn't need to be misboinein because this is not his nevuah. The Enoch Parshas Bilam, is the only parish in the Torah without a pay or a samach. As Reb Chaim says, Parshas Bilam is Torah without Moshe Rabbeinu. Ad kan divrei Rabbi Shua Diskin. That's Mahalach number one. There's another way to approach this line in Gemara Bavavasra, Moshe Kasav Sifrei, Uparshas Bilam. If you take a look on your third sheet, which is the next number one, let's focus on the first words of the Gemara. Umi Kasvan, who wrote the books of Tanakh? Moshe Kasav Sifrei, Moshe wrote his book. What's his book? What does that mean, his book? Uh, didn't Hashem write the Torah? What do you mean Moshe wrote his book? So the Ion Yaakov, you know who wrote the Ion Yaakov? The Shavus Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Reicher. And if you join us, you could go to his cover also. He's buried in the city of Metz. Rabbi Yaakov Reicher says, Sifroi doesn't mean the Torah. It means Moshe's book. What's Moshe's book? Sefer Devarim. So what does that mean? Is Bereshis not his book? No, Bereshis is not his book. It's Torah Sashem. Shemois is not his book. Vayikra is not his book. Bamidbar is not his book. Devarim is the book of Moshe. So now we're learning there's a connection between Devarim and Bilam. What's the connection between Devarim and Parshas Bilam, Parshas Balak? I want to refer you, if you look on your sheet at number 9, to a Pasuk in Malachim Beis, Parak Yedalet, Pasuk Vav. The Pasuk says like this, Ve'es b'nei hamakim lo'yhemis. They didn't kill the murderers. They didn't kill the children of the murderers. You know why? Ka'kosuv b'sefer toiras Moshe. Like it was written in the book of the Torah of Moshe. What's the Torah of Moshe? What does it say? Where does it say? What parsha? Look at number eight. It's very interesting. The Medr says that there are three things that Hashem said, and Moshe said, "You're wrong." And Hashem said, Taka, you're right. What are they? So the Medr says, the Rebbe said, 
So Moshe Rabbeinu said, what? You're going to punish children for the sins of their fathers? How can you do? Terach was an Oved Avodah Zorah. You're going to punish Avraham. Chizkiyahu was, an, was a tzaddik. You're going, to, you're going to punish him because of his father. Achaz, Yoshio was a tzaddik. You're going to punish him because of Amoin. It's not right. You can't punish children because of their father. So Hashem says, Moshe, you're right. I'm going to change it in, the, in your book. In your book, it's going to say it right. In my book, it says, That's wrong, says Hashem. You're right. In your book, it's going to say, Loi yumsu avais albanim. So we see from this Medrash that there are two books. There's Hashem's Torah and there's Moshe's Torah. Hashem's Torah are the first four books. Moshe's Torah seems to be that which Moshe taught HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Can we say such a thing? That's what the matter says. Look at number 10, Dabar Achar. Az Yashir Yisrael, Ze'echad Mishloisha Dvarm Sha'amar Moshe, Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ve'amar Loi Limatani. The Yibam said, You know what? You taught me this. And interestingly, this is a common refrain throughout the Nevi'im, where the Rebbein Shalom refers to Sefer Toiras Moshe. I'll give you an example. Look at number 12. That day they read the book of Moshe. There it refers to the Pasuk. Where does it say that? In Sefer Moshe. Where does it say in Sefer Moshe? Parshas Kiseitse. Or let's take a look at number 14. It says, Why? Or in Divrei Hayamim, it talks about how they divided the Batei Avais and the Beis Hamikdash to different families of Kaihanim. And it says, what is this based on? Kakosov Besefer Moshe. Says the Meshachachma, from here we see, Anytime the Navi refers to the contribution of Moshe, to something that Moshe taught, it refers to it as Sefer Moshe. On the other hand, whenever it refers to something that it says in the Chumash, you know, in Divrei Hayomim it says, the Bnei Levim carried the Aroin, Kasher Tziva Moshe Kidvar Hashem. There it's quoting a Pasuk in Bamidbar, because that's not Sefer Moshe, that's the Sefer of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So from here we see a very important idea. There are two parts of the Torah. In the Nevi'im, when it refers to something in Sefer Devarim, Sefer Devarim is called Sefer Moshe. When the Nevi'im refers to something in the first four books, that's called Kedvar Hashem. Gemara tells us in the end of Masech the Megillah that if you're reading the Toichacha, you can't pause. You can't interrupt. You can't stammer. You can't mumble. You have to read it clearly. Says the Gemara, that's only the Toichacha 
in Torah's Kaihanim, because that's Mipi HaKadosh Baruch But the Toichacha in Mishnah Torah, that's Moshe Mipi Atzmoy Amran. Remember that Gemara? Look at number 26. The Gemara says that when you read the Toichacha in Torah's Kaihanim, that you're allowed to stop, that you're, you're not allowed to stop, you're not allowed to stammer, you're not allowed to stagger, you can't interrupt. My Taima, Moshe Mipi HaGvura Amran. But the Toichacha and Devarim, Moshe Mipi Atzman Amran. What's going on? The Gemara is saying that Tairas Kayanim, Moshe is saying from God. Mishnah Torah, Moshe is saying on his own. That's the Lashon of the Gemara. Can we say such a thing? Could you say that Devarim, Moshe is saying on his own? Moshe didn't say anything on his own. The whole Torah is Moshe Mipi HaGavura. So the Dubna Magid says that he asked the Grah. And we have no record in all the writings of the Grah that the Grah said this other than the report, the eyewitness support report of the Dubna Magid. Dubna Magid says that the Grah explained to me the difference between the first four books and the fifth book. The first four books of the Torah, we have the principle of Shechina Medaberes Mitach Groinoi Shal Moshe. Which means Moshe typically when he spoke, Moshe was a Kvad Peo Kvad Lashon. He was a stammerer. He was a stutterer. He did not speak clearly. He did not articulate well. But when he taught Torah, it was perfectly clear because it wasn't him speaking. It was Moshe Yedaber, but like Kim Yanen Makal, the Shalom spoke out of the voice box of Moshe Rabbeinu. That is book Bereshis Shemois by Yikra Bamidbar. Moshe opened up his mouth and the Rebbe Shem spoke directly out of the voice box of Moshe Rabbeinu. God never spoke out of the voice box of Yeshaya, Yermia, Yechezkel, the Shemishmo writes that Amois had a lisp and therefore when he would say Nevuah, he would say Boileis instead of Boileish. What do you mean? But he's saying Nevuah. But the, the answer is, only Moshe Rabbeinu was privy to Shechina Medaberes Mitoch Groinai. Nobody else was Zoycha to that. Every other Navi, Hashem came to Yeshaya and he said, Okay, Yeshaya, here's the message. And then Yeshaya would relay it. Hashem came to Yirmiya, here's the message. Yirmiya would relay it. He came to Yechezka, here's the message. Then he would relay it. Says the Vilna Gain. Says Vilna in the first four books, Moshe opened up his mouth and Hashem spoke out of his voice box. Say for Devarim, Moshe Rabbeinu was given a message and he related like every other book of Nevuah, Yeshaya, Yermiah, Yechezkel, Treyasa. Even though Sefer Devarim, the Rebbe Hashem gave it to Moshe like every other Nevuah, it's still Torah because it came from Moshe as opposed to Sharnavi. That's the Vilna Gaim. Now fasten your seatbelts. It was worthwhile to come to Boston Monday evening, July 11th, just to hear the Vilna Gaim's comments on the Tikune Zayar. Okay, it was it was worthwhile actually to come down to this world 
to make the trip from Tachas Kisei Akavayit. They said, get down to this world. I don't want to go. You're going to hear one time the gra and the tikkune zayar. So, okay, fine, I'll come. The tikkune zayar famously writes 50 times in Chumash, it says, Yitzias Mitzrayim. That's what it says in tikkune zayar. Ask the Goyin in his commentary tikkune zayar, what do you mean it says it 90 times? Answers the going, yes, but only 50 times were said to Moshe to say over to Klal Yisrael. And then the going counts them. And the going says, 25 of them were said by Hashem, and 25 were said by Moshe. The 25 that were said by Hashem are in Bereshis, Shemois, Vayikra, Bamidbar. And 23 in Devarim. But that's not 50. 25 in the first four books. 23 in Devarim. And what about the missing two? The missing two are in Parshas Bilam. Says the guy. Why? Because Moshe Kosav Sifroi U Parshas Bilam. In other words, what the Gra is saying... It's the same way we say that Sefer Devarim was not Shechina Medaberes Mitoch Goreinah Moshe. But rather, Hashem just gave Moshe the message and Moshe relayed it, as opposed to the first four books where Hashem spoke out of Moshe's voice box. There's one Parsha in the Torah in Bereshish Shemois Vayikra Midbar that's like Devarim, that Hashem was not medaberus mitagrenah but rather, He just told Moshe, and Moshe related it. And therefore, these two appearances of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim are categorized with the other 23 in Devarim, and now with the other 25 in the first five books, first four books. In other words, the Gura is saying that Parshas Bilam has the same status as Sefer Devarim. Says the Gura, where did I get this from? Says the Gra, that's the meaning of the Gemara Baba Basra, Umi Kosvan, who wrote the Torah? Says the Gra, we're not talking about Bereshis, Shemais, Vayikra, Bamidbar. We know who wrote those books. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem wrote the Torah. What kind of question, who wrote the Torah? The question is, who else besides Reba Hashem wrote the Torah? Says the Goin, Moshe Kosav Sifroi Devarim, U parshas bilam, parshas bilam. There are two things that are not shechina midaberes mitagroino shamoisha. One is devarim, and one is parshas balak. This I consider the authoritative perush on this these, this line in Baba Basra. Moshe Kosav Sifroi, his book is devarim. Whenever in Navi it talks about Sefer Moshe, it's always referring to Dvarim. Uparshas Bilam, because this is not Shechina, Midaberus, Mitagran, Shemoshe, Adkan Divrei Hagoin. So I know you're all bothered. Why would it be, by the way, just as an aside, interesting, did anyone besides Moshe Rabbeinu ever experience Shechina, Midaberus, Mitagran, other than Moshe? Yeah, there was one occurrence of this. 
where we know that all Nevi'im prophesied with the word Zeh, with, with the word Koy, Koy Amar Hashem, Koy Amar Hashem. Yeshaya says Koy Amar Hashem, Yermia says Koy Amar Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu says in Parshas Nata, Zeh Hadavar. Did anyone else ever prophesy with Zeh? Zeh Keli V'yan Vehu. Klal Yisrael Diyam, they said Zeh Keli V'yan Why? Is it possible for 600,000 people to stand in one place, see a miracle, and everyone have the exact same reaction? Can you imagine? Two Jews, three opinions. So imagine 600,000 Jews. Imagine, okay, let's all sing a song. One guy is going to sing this version, one guy is going to sing that song. I mean, in a shul, you say, sing a song, you'll have 5,000 different versions. How could everybody together sing? Oz, Yashir, Moshe, Uvnei, Yisrael. The answer is because Hashem elevated them to the Navu of Moshe Rabbeinu, to Aspaklar Hameira, and that's why they said, Zekeli Vianveu, says Hashem Ishmuel. That's why Chazal tells in Gemara Ksubis, Afilu Ubarosh Iman Oimrem Shira. How could an Uber say Shira? They don't have the faculty of speech. But neither did Moshe. When God speaks out of your voice box, you could still speak. So Hashem put the Navu into the mouths of Klal Yisrael. So one simple question here. The Goyen is saying that Sefer Devarim is not Shechina Medaberes Mitach Goyenai. That I understand. It's Moshe Mipiatz Mayama. Why would Parshas Bilam be the one Parsha in the Torah that Hashem did not give Moshe through Shechina Medaberes Mitach Goyenai? It seems random. Here it is. We're middle of Bar Midbar. Parshas Shlach Shechina Medaberes Mitach Goyenai. Koyrach Shechina Medaberes Mitach Goyenai. Pinchas next week, back to Shechina Medaberes Mitach Goyen. Bolak not. The Gros says, Bolak is like Devarim. Why? Why is Hashem in this week's parasha not talking out of Moshe's voice box? I think that's a legitimate question you could ask on the Vilna Goyen. So we come back to how the Shir started with the Chiddush of Rabbi Shua Leib Diskin that the only part of Torah that's Torah without Moshe is Parshas Balak. Why is Balak Torah without Moshe? Because we didn't need Moshe, because it was Shechina, Medaberes, Mitoich, Bilam. So the two approaches to Sefer, to Parshas Balak, namely Rabbi Shuleib Diskin, and the, the Gran, the Tikkun Zayah, really fit together like a glove. In other words, why, we could ask on the Gra. Why is Rebansham not talking out of Moshe's voice box in Parshas Balak? Why does Hashem need to talk out of Moshe's voice box? Because Rebansham needs to make this information Torah. Otherwise it's not Torah, it's Nevuah. But Rebansham says, I've already done it. I couldn't trust that guy. I couldn't leave it up to him. I couldn't leave it to his interpretation. So I already talked out of his voice box. So it was already Torah. So it was already Torah. I don't need Moshe for it to be Shechina Medaberes Mitach Goyen Moshe. All I need Moshe do, to do is to write it. So we have this incredible parsha, a parsha that's Torah Beli Moshe. That's why the Ramam categorizes Hamakchish Nevuasay Shal Moshe VeHakoyfer BaTorah. It was already Torah without Moshe. Therefore, there are no pays in Parshas Balak. There are no samachs in Parshas Balak. We don't need to give revach lezboinein bein parsha le parsha. 
It's already Torah. And all we need Moshe Rabbeinu to do is to write it like he did for Sefer Devarim. And this, these are two incredible approaches to Parshas Balak from the Ma'oyre Ugedoyle Hadoyrois, Rabbi Shualeb Diskin, and the Vilna Gain in his Perush to the Tikune Zayhar. Very interestingly, the Medrash tells us that when Bilam said his brachas to Klal Yisrael, his voice was heard until the Machane Yisrael at a very large distance. The Medrash says, if you look at number one, the Yaakov Shemoni, Kishabereich Bilam es Yisrael, Hayakoyloi Hoylech Shishamil Kemachane Yisrael. We have the exact same phenomenon when Moshe Rabbeinu taught Sefer Devarim. In Sefer Devarim it says, Malamed Shahimedaber Vahayakoyloi Hoylech Bechomachane Yisrael. Why do we have this emphasis that there are two parts of the Torah that when they were stated, they, go, they went 60 mil. So the Sefer Imrei Chen, the Sefer Imrei Chen is a brisker Sefer, and he quotes Reb Chaim and the Gura's commentary to the Tikkun and he says, the rest of the Torah, which was Shechina Medares Mitach Shel Moshe, it goes without saying that it was the resounding voice of Hashem. The Chidush that the Medrash needs to tell us is that even when Moshe said Parshas Bilam, and even when Moshe said Mishnah Torah, that divine voice affectation existed and uh, allowed Moshe's voice and the voice of Bilam to resound throughout the Machane Yisrael. So thank you everybody for uh, joining us this evening. Be'ezus Hashem, we should be zoicha to see Neflois, Mutaraseno HaKadosha, Lahagdil Torah, Ulahadira. Thank you very much. I'd like to give a big yeshekach to Rabbi Glassstein for the very inspiring drosha. I'd like to give a big yeshekach to the sponsors of tonight's shir, Blazer Starmer, from Weiss Paint, and Be'elem Shem, Lila Nishmas of Chaim Yitzhak Ben Arizriel, Rashlam Asnomi, Batsar Vidali Arya, Ramosha Ben Arav Shloimer, Maschava, Batsar Varan Yitzhak Ben Arav To have the great schlusser sponsoring a shir called Irgen Shir Terra, 718-851-8651, and email ist at yeshivanet.com. This forum from Rav Gladstein are available on the back table. The English forum are 25 and the Yiddish forum are 20. Great opportunity to pick up one of his very popular forum, the table near the door. Please help support the English retire and make use of one of the uh, pushka trays throughout the shul or credit card donations are accepted up front. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.